0: We're back. It's Balcony Chatter Friday, once again, episode Who Cares? Um, we uh, decided no no more episode. Actually, we decided episode infinity, right? Episode infinity, because we're going yeah. forever, baby. We're going forever. So we are back for another episode. Um, I am one of your hosts, Andrew McKenny, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Uh, and this is Balcony Chatter. So if you're new to, to listening, thank you for joining us. Um, we do this every Friday and we're going to continue to do this every Friday until further notice. Uh, and we actually have some news to talk about today, which is, you know, if if you're not coming here for the first time, it's something that you've been pretty um, accustomed to at this point because there hasn't been a lot of sports news over the last couple, uh, couple weeks or so. But we do know that basketball is starting. We do know that Hockey now has a tentative date on when they're expected to start and some news around the league as well. So we're gonna talk about that and uh and we'll go from there. So I figure, Tim, you think we can start with basketball today and and uh, kind of preface the season a little bit here?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I think it's uh I think it'll kinda of be on the lighter side today. With yeah. that. Um so as you're listening to this, basketball is tipping off tonight. Um it is uh, the first batch of preseason games are tonight, December the 11th. Uh, pretty pretty mediocre lineup. I don't know. I mean, who knows what preseason is going to look like. I feel like it's going to look a little serious. Um, I think, you know, you'll see some of the bigger stars, like the Lakers have said, that you don't expect to see AD and LeBron play. But I think other than that, I, I mean, you got to snap right into gear and the season's 10, ten games shorter than it usually, usually is. So... With all that in mind, it's just like it's go time and I I think you're gonna see some teams trying pretty hard and you know, it's it's gonna be a quick eleven day sh- preseason and then we're underway. Celtics first preseason game coming up on Tuesday night against the Sixers, by the way.
0: Yeah, look, I'm I'm not complaining whatsoever, but is am I the only one who feels like I blinked and the and the season like the the basketball season just ended. And it's already starting up again.
1: Yeah, I felt like that. I felt like I got a little break, and then the draft hit, and now it does feel like a like a sequence of a
0: couple of blinks, and now yeah. tipping off today. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. It's just it seems like it was so quick, and maybe that's because the NHL dragged their feet so much. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready, man. Um, it'll be interesting to
1: see what happens with this James Harden stuff. That seems to be the off season saga that is not ending. Uh, Also, Giannis has to agree to his Supermax extension by the 21st of December. That's something else to keep an eye on. Other than that, Celtics look pretty geared up. Vegas has us at pretty high odds. In my opinion, I think we're still a bench piece away, personally. I think we still need a shooter off the bench. Hopefully, Neesmith or Pritchard can grow into that. But uh, right now, I think we are lacking a savvy veteran um, you know, score. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited we added Teague. We don't know what that means yet, you know. And is Brad Stevens the king of making something out of nothing with people who seems like their years have gone by? Sure. Did he just add one to his coaching staff? Absolutely. I'm stoked that we got Evan Turner on the coaching staff. I'm really excited for meat-wad post-game interviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'll be fun. We that that's some. Those are some sound bites that you'll be hearing us rip for sure. We got to get a lot of uh, Evan Turner meat wad going for all these Co- coach meat wad, coach Evan Turner meat wad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I have I have high expectations for this team, but it, it is a bit of a wait and see. And uh, you know, I think the best thing we did this off season is we added a legitimate center, and I'm excited for what Tristan
0: Thompson can do. So. Let me ask you this question because it's kind of like, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it ever since the rumors have been swirling around about Harden and stuff. What is what is the worst, in your opinion, what is the worst play, landing spot for him as far as it makes it harder on everyone else in the league, especially, you know, if he lands in the East? I've heard Miami, you know, things like that. I mean, what's the worst possible, worst-case scenario for him to go to? I think
1: I think the worst case is impossible. The Lakers? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's it's only in, it wasn't impossible when the off started, but it's impossible now. I think the worst case scenario would have been the Bucks to have both right, those MVPs right. on one team. I think is I don't know. Maybe it'd be problematic, but I think it could be pretty complimentary. Um, I think that's the worst case scenario. You got to see, you know, with him. I think just today or, or or I mean Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday is when it came out that he. Extended to teams that he said he would he would be okay with uh, Miami and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is you know got to be kicking themselves that they spent three first round draft picks and two you know legitimate point guards on Drew Holiday a little bit with looking at how that actually drove up the price on James Harden, who would actually love to be on their team at this moment. Uh, He's apparently reported to camp I think because he kind of has to uh, to be absolved of any penalties but uh it does seem like he wants out of there and i just think if he goes to the nets kyrie irving is going to be livid and if he goes to the nets
0: for kyrie irving that's funny <laughs> <laughs> well so so I, I don't know man just thinking about like we saw miami last year obviously um they got the better of us in the playoffs there but like what what if it, adding him to that team, I think is pretty scary. I mean, they have a pretty, a pretty good thing going right now. And I feel like they're going to be a problem for a while. And that doesn't mean that I think they're going to win um, or, you know, or go all the way every year, or anything like that. But I think that adding a player like that obviously puts them in an, in a higher percentage to make it. I mean, they're, they're a good team, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, st- the scariest situation that could have happened in the next two years and is still on the table because Giannis has not signed that dotted line is Giannis going to Miami. I do think Harden is a scary version of that as well, but I think it, it could almost be detrimental. They don't need a guy who needs the ball. They, they, their their ability to share the ball with shooters and Butler and Bam and you know spread the wealth amongst ball handlers and wings alike As Mick trickling and some big men who can really stretch it's just like if you throw James Harden who's going to need the ball 60 percent of the time in that I think you're screwing up you had Giannis who's a team player and who does just you can't you can't deny what Giannis does for a team because there's so many extracurriculars there's so much that he does as the freak that is just incalculable you know we we say some stuff about Marcus Smart about how you know a lot of a lot of the sell point of Marcus Smart isn't on the stat sheet. You know, it's it's being there and doing the extra things. Giannis has that, and he has the stat sheet. You don't say no to Giannis. James Harden is like, I, I don't know, maybe here's my hot, I guess, the, the hot take police. I wouldn't want him. I don't want yeah, him to be James Harden. Do something in I the playoffs. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Do something in the playoffs, and like – Russ Russ got traded, and then he's at training camp the first day. And James is pulling all this shit where he's hanging out with little babies all over the country with no mask on, putting all these people at risk. And originally they were saying they were only going to test him two times when he came in and then just let him loose, which I was just like, oh, this smells like an outbreak. But now apparently he has to pass six tests uh, before he can be admitted, which I still don't think is perfect science. They should really do the same thing they were doing in the bubble and make someone sit for 10 to 14 days. Why they're not doing that, I don't know. Whatever. I... Harden is is single-handedly switching the CBA right now anything that he can get away with from this is going to set a precedent I think it's a dangerous precedent and um, you know I just I want I I mean personally I want to see what he can do with John Wall and Boogie Cousins which I'm sure isn't anything special but I don't know he I'm just I'm kind of over Harden I've kind of like I've he's just like fell in and out of favor with me for a very long time I used to love him in OKC I liked him at the beginning of of Houston, and then I when he there was all that, he can't really play defense stuff. I kind of fell off him and became a critic. It's Whenever someone becomes an MVP, you become a critic, right? And so I just, I, I, I wouldn't want to add him, man. He he went two for 11 in the playoffs. What's he done in the playoffs? What's he done for me lately? I understand that he's a statistical MVP in the regular season. We might see the greatest year he's ever had with no fans in a building, but also <laughs> with no fans in the building, he completely blew it in the playoffs. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I can agree with you there. It kind of seems like he's not exactly a team player and it's not something that, I mean, maybe you're right that Miami would want to bring on or, you know, I definitely wouldn't want him on the Celtics right now knowing what we have and and knowing what we're trying to build. Of course, he's a great player, but he's not the player that we're looking for on this specific team. Yeah. I think the best thing for him
1: would be to reunite with Daryl Morey in Philly. I think the problem with that is that Houston isn't going to take that deal without at least Embiid or Ben Simmons, who Daryl Morey is adamant that he will not get rid of either of them.
0: Which, I, I mean, I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. Again, no. again no. it's changing Absolutely the not. entire dynamic of your whole team. Yeah. You're bringing in one guy that isn't playing the way that the other two guys or one guy, whoever you're trading him for, is playing like so you end up getting a, a basically a completely different team so it's not really worth it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I um we should get my buddy Duncan on here one time. He's my one big Rockets fan that I know. But if I'm a Houston Rockets fan and and this guy's finally gone, I mean, yeah, he put in a lot of time and he was very entertaining for a very long time and whatnot. But he just he kind of destroyed the franchise a little bit, you know he he tore down all of Daryl Morey's work by teaming up with the owner and the owner's son, the new owner and the new owner's son and coming at Daryl Morey and saying, you got to get rid of Chris Paul. I want Russ Westbrook. And now he's gone <laughs> and James wants to leave. And they're looking at the like 2000 and whatever Kentucky Wildcats in Houston, who we don't know if either of those dudes can play anymore. It's just, I don't know. I, James Harden, just, like, from a fan standpoint, I just think I'd kind of be like, screw you, dude. <laughs> pass. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, like, I mean, I'd take it as an incoming thing. I'd pass as an incoming thing. But even I got to wonder if Rocket fans are kind of inching toward the same
0: same, same sort of situation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be watching to see if he actually moves or if anything happens. So... I mean, that, again, it can change the entire dynamic of a team, whichever team he goes to. I mean, obviously, they got to give up something to get him, and it's going to completely change whichever team it ends up being. So um, I'm definitely interested to see what happens, and um, glad that it's not the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if he comes
1: to any of these teams in the East, I think it's going to be drama. So as much as it makes an issue for the Celtics, I can't say I'm not going to bust out the popcorn.
0: Right. Enjoy, right. And, and enjoy doing it. Totally. Um, so as as you said, I mean, the Celtics are coming up here in, in a few days and the preseason's finally getting going and season will be here before you know it. I mean, we have a game on, we have games before, but we have big game on Christmas Day for us as fans, like, you know, something to watch and also um, going up against the Nets. Uh, unfortunately, at the Garden where no fans can be, so Kyrie can actually show his face. And go on to the court with no booze. And um, I hope he can't play. <laughs> he, I, hope, he, I, s- I
1: don't. I don't wish anything like crazy or ill. Or I just hope that I hope it's a rainy or a cold snowy day. And you know, we know Kyrie. That knee's just not feeling it tonight. So yeah, he yeah, yeah. So he doesn't even go in front of an empty stadium.
0: That'd be nice. Just I don't play. know, man. That's my
1: Christmas wish. That's all I'm asking <laughs> Santa for. <laughs> no Kyrie today. Not because so, I'm afraid. I want to. I, I want that team, but I, uh, I, I'm mad about him playing at the Garden without fans more than I am wanting to see how we size up against Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with you know, obviously right now we don't have a set date on the NHL or on hockey. I mean, right now they're shooting for January 13th is the last thing I heard. Um, but I wonder, you know, these guys that have to swap the floor. At the garden, like if they do decide that they're that's what they're gonna do, they're gonna play at home stadiums. You know, it's a lot of work for them to do, but they must be kind of psyched to just put down the parquet and never have to move it right now. You know, as of now, yeah, the, I'm sure they're crossing their fingers that yeah something switches with uh,
1: the this NHL decision. Yeah, they were they were hyped on the Fenway news. <laughs> Seriously, they, they although, might be the I think although I bet ones? it's. Although I bet it's like a lot of them that have to set up the
0: ice at Fenway, so. Well, but that's the thing with Fenway is you they set it up once and that's it. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no baseball coming in. That's true. Well, but that's Not the other right issue. Now. You know, you you got to think about if if they were gonna do it at Fenway, mm-hmm. but by the time the season ends, you're you're talking, I don't know May. Let's just say. Yeah. And baseball starts in April. And, and, and MLB is full steam ahead with getting a regular season in like like normal. So, yeah. then what do you do? Of course. Do?
1: Also, I mean, not not saying of course to like, whatever. They need it. They need that money. But also, it's just like it's the most able sport. You know, it's just not very contact. and um, It's all outdoors. It's all
0: outdoors, yeah. I don't know, but I still don't see that as being a, a, a very real option for the Bruins, but whatever. Um, like I yeah. said, January 13th was the last thing I heard of when the NHL is expected to start up again. Um, and there is some interesting news about the divisions, actually. I think you and I talked about it kind of off-air a little bit yeah. recently, but I figure we'll run through these divisions and see how you feel about um, sort of our matchup as far as play- like getting into the playoffs goes and what you think um how you think we stack up because it's a it's a very different look for us this year if if they go with these divisions and it seems it's starting to seem like it is it's coming from from some like pretty reputable sources that are saying this is what i'm hearing nothing is set in stone but i got a I finally got
1: like a push notification from the athletic about it yeah it so i mean like 56 to 52 games like they're we're
0: zeroed in on a on a target that isn't super vague So there's a general
1: idea, it seems. I can't
0: remember if I said this on the last episode or not, but apparently Jeremy Jacobs was one of the big factors on why this has taken so long. I guess he's pretty pissed off at Gary Bettman, doesn't agree with anything that he's doing. I get the feeling that he wants no season more than he wants a season. Mm -hmm. Probably get some sort of bailout for not having a season, or he can roll over the the money that he would have to pay back into the following season, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Stuff
1: like where your owner cares more about the bottom line than it cares about the success of a championship team, championship caliber team
0: with expiring stars. I, I wish that this pandemic was over. I wish it never happened in the first place, but the only thing that we can do is hope that he loses enough money that he decides to sell the team. Oh, and then John Henry next. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, Lord. all right, let's run through these divisions real quick and yeah. see kind of what what you think. So, our division, uh, as it stands with this potential, is uh, the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabers, New Jersey Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh, and Washington. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, the only thing that I, the only team that I feel you know, is a struggle here is Washington. Um, I don't think that it's a struggle for us because I don't think that they're going to be as good against us without Holpe. Sure. No my, Holpe I, changes that team. And my question about that is,
1: are are you are you envisioning this with us fully
0: having a, a committed to Rask? Yeah, I mean, I, so that's the thing is that he doesn't really have to be away from family at this point. So if there were an issue and he needed to take time or he didn't feel like he was comfortable or or he he got COVID or somebody in his family got COVID, you know, this is something where you lose him for, you know, a couple weeks as opposed to losing him for the remainder of the season. Now, I it's tough because like nobody I don't think the players actually want to play this season at all. So I don't think that it's really only on Tuca that we have to be worried about. Right. There's certain guys like DeBrusque and those young guys that I'm sure are just ready to go. They want to play. They're 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 ready to to show what they can do and and whatever. But they still got stuff I, to prove, and this was the year that they were going to prove it. yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think Tuca is going to be committed, and and to be honest, this is his last year under contract, so it's tough to say, man. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah,
1: because it's just you know. It could be. There is a world where we don't have Tuca. And uh, and in that world, you know, I think these are some of the highest scoring games in hockey. <laughs> the Capitals <laughs> versus the Bruins. It you could know? be. I'm talking like 7-6, 4-5s, you know, stuff like that. So that's fun. I don't know. Just yeah, finding yeah, yeah. silver be... linings and potential downsides, you know. Being, Being ready. Win... That's what this year has taught me. Be ready for if... bad stuff. Try to find good stuff out of it. If we win, I don't care if we
0: let up six goals. I don't either. I don't either. Now the plus minus might care, but I'm not yeah. a stat I'm not a stat freak like that. I'm a I'm a Dubs freak. A freak for Dubs. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not how you win, it's no. that you won. It's that you win. That's right. Yeah. So with with those other teams that are in there, is there is there anything that you're concerned about? Like whether it be Washington or anybody else? Um, I just think you know,
1: I find the in the NH I find the NHL pretty unpredictable. I think the NBA shifts, but you can see who's who's gaining traction and where it's going. Yeah, and I just find every off season, the NHL can kind of just flip and the top contender is a is a lottery team next season. And a lot There's of teams are top shake contender, too. and they're, and they're, and it, 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 that's what I mean. There always is. It seems. It seems. And this year, I know was pretty high volume, but it always seems like that's the potential. This seems yeah. even more high volume with between free agency and trades and everything like that. So it's hard for me to look at that because, like, I find my I get my sense of the power rankings in the NHL after the first two weeks, and even then, it's really different. I mean, sh- like we've said it time and time again, and not to bring up this. Very sore subject for ourselves, but the St. Louis Blues were the worst team in the NHL at New Year's. God damn it! You had to, you just had to go there. I'm just pointing out that the league has that ability, so I don't know who to be afraid of. I'm, 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 I'm well, interested he, to see what this like because we're not playing everyone,
0: right? Isn't that the idea? We don't so play anyone else. We just play the division. I don't know that for sure. I mean, maybe that's true, but there are a couple things, but. Before I before I touch on that, I just want to say like looking at these teams, there's these are teams that can absolutely put a run together. I mean Pittsburgh, you can never count out Crosby and Malkin. Like it's just here's a, there, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would love you to do cross out
1: teams from this, cross out teams in this division wholeheartedly, hundred percent.
0: I don't I don't think the New Jersey Devils have what it takes. Great, yeah. I don't I do. I don't think that Buffalo has what it takes. I don't okay. care that they got Taylor Hall. I think Jack Eichel and them—they they could. It they could be they annoying could be. though, right? Couldn't there? Wouldn't you say there's a there's a potential they could be annoying? They could be annoying, absolutely. Especially if these are the teams that we're playing against, they could be annoying. Exactly. I don't think the I think the Islanders are fluky. I don't think it's a thing. The Rangers yeah. I, are a complete, one hundred percent wild card to me. Yeah, I think like, the, the Rangers have, have all the
1: potential. I think the Rangers right. were the best worst team last year. There was a real chance for them to do damage in what that playoff circuit allowed, like what the like how the whole play in thing worked. Yeah, I,
0: th- I think Rangers can totally turn it around. And I, I kind of well, like got their that, off season. They got the number one overall pick. They have you know Panarin is literally in his prime, and he is a scary player to watch. Um, you know, Jad, like they have a, they have a bunch of good players, man. I mean, like they, they have potential for sure. And they, if they become a playoff team this year, which I think they will, it's the fastest rebuild I think I've ever seen. They went into a full rebuild like a like two years ago and they're already back in the playoffs and ready to go. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, but, um, the flyers, I think they were a fluke last year again. And Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, you can never really count them out with Crosby. And I know he's been quiet recently, but um, he's still Crosby. I mean, he's still one of the great, the best players on earth. As as painful as it is for me to say that, it's, he is. Yeah. So you can't count them out. And the Capitals, I mean, you've seen what they've been like the last five right. years. Yeah. So they got what it takes, obviously. And Ovechkin's going to score 50 goals. And it's just some things are a given, and that's one of them. So you hard-crossed
1: so, out two teams?
0: I cross out Buffalo and New Jersey. That's that's kind of... That's the hard cross.
1: Everyone's right. maybe a light cross. I even like our shot... Because here's what I'm saying. Let's in, in pretending we're in the world where we are just playing these teams, maybe it's us and another vi- division do a little bit of interplay, but we're not playing the entire league, which we do know is going to be part of the case, right? We know we're not going to play Canada. Don't we at least know that? Or have we still not correct. solidified that, that? No, that's correct. So they are going to have their own division. So it wouldn't make sense if if Canada has to just play itself and they're the same size division as everyone else, it would seem to me that the logical thing is
0: that every division is going to have to play themselves. So then with that logic, if that is true, we match up extremely well against all of these teams, except for Washington. And now they don't have Holtby, which was the thing that was literally our kryptonite over the last, however many games we played against them. We went like 14 and one or, or should I say one and 14? And so I think that it's gonna the tune's going to change there a bit. I think that we have a better shot now against them. But like everybody else except maybe Pittsburgh, we, we match up very well. Yeah. So what I feel Philly? pretty confident.
1: What's your thoughts on Philly?
0: Philly's another team that can't they can be um, annoying, but I don't think that they have what it takes right now. I right. think Kevin Hayes is doing very well over there, and I think that he's a great player. And, again, I've always wished that we had got him when the time was – you know, when he was available, but yeah, um, I think that Philly has some stuff, you know, they got some stuff to work through. And, um, if this is the way that if this is the division and this is the teams that we're playing, I feel very confident going into the season.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. I but just see a with, bunch of, I just see a bunch of teams that like aren't necessarily good, but can screw us, you know, like with that, that we can being struggle said,
0: with. with that being said, I think. Uh, I mean, every game counts at this point. When we're cutting it down from an 82-game season to 50-something 50 games, 52 games, every game is going to count for us. We can't have these games where we go into overtime and get one point like we did last year. We we were going into overtime and losing like every other game, and that can't be the case this year. We need to get points. Like, we, we can't be messing around with that stuff. And I, obviously, I say that casually, obviously, but like – they need to really be able to close out games this year, and yeah. th- again, the teams that we're playing against, we've we've matched up very good against the Islanders, against the Sabers, against the Devils. Like, I think that we need to close out those games, and it's it's possible.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be interesting.
0: So, I think yeah.
1: so. I, my guess would be, or the way I and <laughs> my un, my un, my uneducated brain thinks that this would be the best way to do it. You take how many teams is there? It's like ten, not ten, but eight. Right? Yep. Eight. Yep. Alright, so eight teams, you take I think you take the top four from each, right?
0: That would be the playoffs thing. And then you do a playoff uh, and then you do playoff bubbles. Maybe. Or or I mean that seems like a lot. You're literally taking half.
1: No, but that's
0: that's that's
1: playoffs, right? That's four and four and four and four. That's eight and eight. That's normal playoffs.
0: Oh, four and four. So you're there'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be well. That, that's the other thing that's strange is there's no east and west at this point because you look at the next division and it's Carolina, it's Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa. I mean that's literally like half and half with Western Conference teams. I so, agree. I just think so it's ha- going to be how that. do they
1: split it? I I would do I would do West Coast
0: and up and then and then north North and South of the East Coast. So, just just to finish out this, I mean we already said that Canadians going to get their own division, but um. Your last division is Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, LA, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. That one right there is gonna be a tough division to win. Blood. Like the, Everyone's out for good, blood. There's some good teams in that in there and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch those games. And especially when again, all these games matter, but my whole thing is I hope that by the time playoffs come around, you know. I think that the NHL is really banking on at least the Canadian border being open so that they can finish out playoffs. I mean, for the for the first time, like Canadian teams have a good shot of winning, like making it to the playoffs, all that. So it's, yeah. like, it's like I want to play Toronto in the first round and beat them after not having to beat them all year long. It'll just be that much sweeter. Right. So come back around in May or June or whenever this may be, and first-round matchup, Canadian borders open, we get Toronto like normal, and we just crush them. That is my that is what I'm hoping for. I like but it. I would take a win over Montreal, too. That's fine. Do you feel like the Stanley Cup shouldn't be what's awarded this year? Um, no, because I think that it was awarded last year when it was a strange year and we didn't get what we expected or what we thought was going to happen and you know the, unfortunately this is just the way that it is right now I mean there's been NHL coaches that said last year was the hardest year ever to win it um, because of you know being away from family being away from home not getting the chance to to get away from hockey and it's only the only thing on your brain and you know so I think that no matter what it's still professional sports playing against professional athletes so you got to beat the best to to win it all So no matter what, you're going to have to beat these guys. So whether it's 82 games or 52 games or whatever it may be, you're still playing against the same teams, the same players, and the guys that want to beat you because they want that cup. So it's not any easier to win it or any harder. It's probably harder um, because it's such, you know, everything is so much different. But I think you award the best team the cup, and that's, that's just what it is. Maybe we don't go around and and pass out all these other trophies like the Selkie and all this other stuff because we don't get that full season and whatever. But I mean, I think you give the awards that are deserved to the best players and the best team. I like that. I mean, I think
1: Andrew, honestly, that was your that was uh. I'm gonna cite that speech, you know, when when this <laughs> conversation comes up in my own, and and honestly, I think you changed my mind. I lobbed that out fully thinking No. I <laughs> I I mean I and I and I do get your point. I, I'm still a little against you on like I do get the whole you know, we did last year, but last year started a little normal. Last year kinda had somewhat of a regular season that's schedule. True. And so that that's that's where I go. And I and I agree with don't hand out the other trophies, but I do think there's something to to be said about how this kind of seems like a a wacky like almost well, like european okay. style championship version of a season
0: so then let me give you another another point to that so last year we we ended up at a more at a bigger disadvantage because we stopped the season when we were really rolling we were kind of on fire going into it win the president's trophy do all that blah 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 this year you know, everybody starts on the same playing field. It's all level. It's zero zero. There's no momentum. There's no nothing. So right. we're starting out again, but just like everybody else. So at the same time, it's like again now the best team is gonna win. Yeah. Regardless of momentum, they're gonna have it because they're gonna play this whole season. Yeah. Because ide- they're not playing it with fans, and the, and it's just you know it's gonna happen no matter what. Ideally, there's no way to be the President's Trophy
1: winner and the four seed.
0: Right. That is so, so, it seems I, I it know. seems
1: proof of that. Knock on every piece of wood on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wish I that for any president's trophy winner. Not assuming that would be us again this season, but you know, let's let's keep. Yeah, let's hope we can keep some sort of consistency with whatever does boil down and pan out. How do you feel yep. about the length? Fifty-two to fifty-six. I lo- hey, I, I like it because I, I think it, I, I like I want to stay on track. I, I don't want the idea of pushing. Like, the start date in infinitely, I don't
0: like. So, the last time we had a shortened season, we won the President's Trophy. We went to the finals. Unfortunately, we didn't win. But I am hoping that there's a different uh, a different outcome this time. I think with the shorter season, this is where you get the most out of Tuka Rask. He does not do well with a huge workload. If you're playing him for 56 games, or if you're playing Which him you for wouldn't. half of that. Yeah, so you I'm wouldn't. Yeah, you right. play him for half, and he goes full health or whatever into the yeah, playoffs totally. you might see some serious like you might see the best goaltending you've ever seen out of him I- i'm just saying like i don't i don't know that I, i'm not i don't know that as a fact but if he's healthy and he's only going into the playoffs on 25 games or 20 or 30 games let's just say this could be something very very big for us yeah not to mention think about that as well with some of these older guys like like Bertrand's Zdeno still, Chara, like Chara, if like he actually Chara plays. watch,
1: if which he, <laughs> is still, which is he's, still going. We haven't mentioned yet. Chara watch, full blown, of uh, still a watch. We weren't leaving but that
0: detail out. That's the thing. If he if he resigns with us, if he keeps playing with us, then you have him on a shortened season where maybe he's not going to have that workload, and you don't actually have to kind of start weaning him off of playing towards the end of the season to save him for the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the guy's in, in hell of a shape. So 52 games, 56 games, whatever it may be, I forget. But, I, I mean, that should be perfect for him. Yeah. And maybe this is his last year. Or maybe, you know, if he does play. So we could be seeing the, uh, the best case scenario for us going into the playoffs, assuming we make the playoffs because everyone stays healthy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So this could be very, very good for the Bruins.
1: I like it. You just—I uh, don't know—I got chills, man. You—you uh, <laughs> you sw- you swung everything. I don't know. I—I—I I, I, I didn't. I give our off-season a C plus, B minus, maybe a B. I'm stoked on Craig Smith. I think if we can get a 20 goal scorer out of him. I mean, now it's all skewed. I'm going to keep using as if it's an 82 ter- two game to. No, let's season. get 20 goals in 56 games. Let's go. I mean, that's you know that's uh, that's approaching uh, pasta numbers, but. I I I I I'm excited for like what our offense could do. I know we got some defensive like maybe concerns. We got a goaltending concern, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with that. I think uh I'm with it because I think you can sell Tuka Rask on the season. That you just yes. that's how you just won me over with this. It's cuz I wasn't convinced he'd play cuz he wouldn't even do the bubble. But now he can be at home and he can play 25 games and then be in the playoffs potentially.
0: Yep. That's um, dope. Going into this season, say that it is fifty-six games and Pasta stays healthy. How many goals does he score, in your opinion? I'm not kidding.
1: I think at least twenty-five. I think twenty-five. I think twenty-five is the floor.
0: Okay. I know. See, Ty. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, 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 no. I'm thinking between thirty-five and forty-five in fifty-six games. I mean,
1: I think he can. I'm saying the floor is 25. The worst he possibly does is 25. Yeah. That's that's just, a little I under half assume, the games. Probably half for what he'll play. He
0: probably won't play like 6 games. There's going to be at least one or two games where he has a hat trick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm dude, I'm ready for a four goal. Like let's go.
0: Yeah. Let's definitely the quad trick. Let's let's put up four against the Islanders just so that I have something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um sure. So one last hockey news thing that maybe, you know, just just because I think that it's ridiculous and I figure we could end the episode on this is um, have you heard this story about the Vancouver Canucks parting ways with their national anthem singer? <laughs> not literally not even a thing. Not a single <laughs> so, thing. I mean, you probably wouldn't, but at the same time, I think it's it's relevant. No, but I of, think
1: you're gonna tell me, and I'm gonna be really mad that I hadn't heard this yet. But I'm gonna be happy you told so me. So
0: he he is an anti-masker, and oh, wow. he was supposed to sing the national anthem at an anti-mask rally, or he did, and they said, "No, nah, we're good. You're all you're you're good, man." I love how in we'll, Canada we'll that's a thing, you know, because they I got gonna, the two yeah. languages. <laughs> And I was gonna say just the like same the National
1: thing. Anthem He didn't go to sing at an at a at an event. He went to sing he went to do his shtick, which is sing the Canadian national anthem at an anti masker <laughs> event. That is hilarious, dude. It's just like why? Todd like Todd Angeli, follower of the pod, would never
0: I hope not. I, I still that is so you know I'm still holding I'm still holding on he's to hope he's that he's gonna singer. join us hey he will he will a couple more big
1: fish and then we'll we'll have achieved Todd's worthiness
0: <laughs> anyway I just thought that was a funny thing that we could kind of end this episode on and only ridiculous
1: in yeah. in in America if that happens even in Boston there's a hundred people protesting
0: yeah. Hire him back. Hire him back. Thousand percent. Yep. Nope. Mark Donnelly will no longer sing "O Canada" for the Canucks. Nope. Nope. Catch him soon, singing for the (laughs)
1: Winnipeg Jets. (laughs) Oh God. No, he'd probably go uh, he'll probably go to the juniors. He'll sneak over. No, yeah, no. He'll sneak over and find a juniors team in in Oregon that isn't in Portland, you know, like, he, <laughs> like a, He'll go to he'll go to he'll come to the states and he'll start
0: singing in like Dallas or something
1: not even dude. he can stay in the he can stay in the pacific North, northwest he just goes to a red part <laughs> oh. of oregon and he'll How have about? all the He can sing the national anthem anywhere the thing is is he's going to have to learn a new national anthem no he probably has it down cuz he probably had to do both that's the question andrew did they bring in an american to do, or not an american but someone else to sing or would he do both he would probably do both right that's what everyone no nah, he would do both for uh, sure i mean that's so what he's does so he's got it down then
0: he's already got it down <laughs> i mean i so remember maybe renee goes, did
1: that but i always read into
0: renee with that
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> he French-ness.
0: goes to uh French seattle community. and and becomes their new national anthem singer for oh the kraken the kraken oh
1: this'll this is going to be a very or wait they they start next season right
0: next season yeah not okay. this season thankfully for them well,
1: I would have loved to see it. An expansion draft and a new team in that division, in the same division that the other new team thrived in, having to do it in this climate. It would have been
0: fun. <laughs> it would have well,
1: probably would have sucked for them, but I, I would have loved, enjoyed watching them uh, try to tread water.
0: Well, they're still building their new stadium, so I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably pretty hopeful that they're going to have fans by the time they start playing games. And you because know what? That's a lot of money to not have any fans in the stand in the in the seats over there.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And Seattle is not going to let fans in.
0: <laughs> no way.
1: The the forefront of any sort of narrative from that side of the aisle is definitely not going to let any fans in. They'll be last yep. to let fans in. They won't let fans in next year when everyone has a vaccine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But uh, I hope. And this is a little off tangent but you know since we're talking about their arena I hope I hope they're building the ability to have a basketball court in there and I hope that's something we see in the near future
0: I would agree I think that I think that fans of the NBA would probably love to have the supersonics back but I mean I don't know every it's I'm over the thunder I I think they had their time send them back give me the sonics I've had it's always the same though like we want Hartford back but do people really want it back no, but I
1: dude, I think that's Apples and Oranges. I really do. Hartford Connecticut versus Seattle and like the Sonics were iconic. I sorry that rhymed. But like the, the thing with like <laughs> Hartford is just like yes, they like the heartbreak about Hartford. I what is happening with me right now? Okay, the thing about Hartford is that they were the team that won in Carolina should have been Hartford. It's not like the and granted this kind of could happen, could have happened, but it's not like Durant and Westbrook really did it. They, did they get right there? Sure. But you know, the Sonics also had their heyday. The first time the Whalers were actually like on the doorstep was right then, was it not? Or am I am I am I mistaken? Did they win? Who did who win? The Whalers at any point. Wasn't the uh, wasn't the thing that the only time they were about to win it was when they had finally moved to the Hurricanes and that team was almost identical? Well, I mean, the Hurricanes did win. No, I know, but I'm saying and the heartbreak for the Hartford story is that they that team was pretty much the same and moved to Raleigh, so it was like, it was like if they had stayed. Like my friend Brian Bardis, shout out to Brian Bardis. Check out Valour Afternoon, one of his many many bands. Just check out Brian Bardis; he's rad. Uh, he is from Hartford, and he and his dad like have like his dad especially has like trauma about it because they are adamant that like this team the team that won in Raleigh was if they had stayed that year, they would have won in Hartford
0: and the Whalers never would have moved. So they they I'm looking right now. The Whalers were never as successful in the NHL as they have been in the WHA. That's they what, recorded that's what only I only three winning seasons in their eighteen years in the NHL. Yeah. Exactly. Made, made the Stanley Cup playoffs eight times and won only one playoff series. Whereas the Sonics
1: are, you know, I think they made the finals one year if not they were always a threat, you know, this I think I think one of the Bulls years they beat the Sonics in the finals. Um but you know, that's like bringing back a historic franchise versus bringing back a a franchise that had cool jerseys that maybe deserved a little deserved one yeah. more shot.
0: I mean, this you're right. The Sonics in uh what year was it? 96? They, they played the Bulls and yeah. obviously lost, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you're right. They made it to the finals and they had a shot and, you know, but I don't know. I think, I think you're probably right. The people would be more, more likely to uh, be fans of the Sonics or go to games of Supersonics like again, rather than Hartford. So again, it, it's, it is apples and oranges, but I don't know. I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, get, they got the stadium now. Let's do it. The hell is Why Oklahoma not? City? Really? Come Dude. on.
1: It's the weakest who, city in the NBA. It's got to be. They moved uh, to I, the weakest city.
0: Who cares about them?
1: No, I yeah. They were threatening it. They they were also doing the stuff that if anyone knelt for Black Lives Matter, the legislation was threatening to tax the team extra or like penalize them. Just like what? okay, what? <laughs> like that is so that is so aggressive the other way, dude. What? <laughs> just, they they're literally peacefully protesting. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Just send Dumb. them be, send them to Seattle, please. Let's do it. Bring back the Supersonics. Actually, oh. bring back the Whalers too. I don't even care. Let's do it. I
1: mean, great. Both though, and I said uh, the Whalers is just like a cool jersey thing. Both fantastic jerseys. Sonics historically had great ones when they had the red involved. It's great, home, away, totally alternate, agree. down the stretch. It's fun to look up the rookie photos for Westbrook and Durant and see them in the in the Sonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's <laughs> great. So, um, but yeah. So every, I mean, everybody can start enjoying the basketball season again since we're back to talking about that. I mean, the the preseason starts. Tonight. Uh, t- tonight, tonight, and if you're a Celtics fan, which you probably are, if you're listening to this, it starts in a couple days. So, um, let's do it. Let's get back into it. And if you're not, send us some hate mail. We're yeah. we're here for it. We love it.
1: It's about balcony chirping,
0: battle, balcony chattering. Let's go. Hit hit us up on the on the old Instagram, on the Twitter, on the on the email. Whatever you want to send your hate, please send it our way.
1: Absolutely. I got one thing I want to plug and I know we plug them every week, but I think there's a, another point to doing this. Let's uh, do it. Our boys stretched. They, they lead us in and they take us home here as they will in a minute. New music video situational out now. And, uh, they shot it in front of like all of these popular venues in LA. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, it's, it's basically to raise money, uh, for save our stages, which is an organization trying to save local artists. I don't know if it's j- that's yes. just in California. or I think it is nationwide. Um, so check that out. Link is in their bio. If you have any money, I mean, I know me and Andrew, you know, local music and and touring venues and like, yeah, I mean, we're talking about saving venues that host national acts uh, across yes. the board. Uh, you know, let's keep those hundred cap, two fifty cap, three hundred cap rooms in existence and in our world after this. Uh, I mean, I mean, we tell, we said it last week. I can't wait to see live music again.
0: I mean, I got to be honest, I, I can probably speak for the both of us uh, for, for once that we can agree on something entirely. But, I mean, without these these venues, like, it, my life wouldn't be the way that it is. Like, uh, going to these venues, these smaller ones, and meeting the, my friends and all this stuff kind of, like, changed the way that I grew up. This podcast so, you know, wouldn't
1: exist without them. Exactly. I wouldn't, so, have,
0: I wouldn't have met you had we not grown up like that, so... This is this is something that's very important to us and to like a lot of our friends as well, you know, that either still tour or still play shows or you know are involved with working at these venues and stuff. So definitely if you have any, you know, if you want to support that, check it out. Please um, it's it's super important to you know give give the future of music a place to to continue going and the future of like kids that want to do these things and and um you know, go to shows and, and meet the, meet new friends and stuff like that. It, it is definitely a, a life changer and it's, it, you know, helps kids and myself included, like meet a lot of cool people. And, um, it's definitely something that we kind of hold near and dear. So like he said, the, check out the link and we'll post we should, the link yeah, and stuff let's add, too.
1: Let's add it to our tree. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 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 You can check it out in our bio. Definitely check out the situational video. It's really, it's awesome. It's a great idea. Uh, Brent showed me an early cut, and I was digging it, and it came out even better. Um,
0: save our stages, baby. Let's have a let's have some sort of a normalcy after this, for sure. So we'll throw it to stretched, and you guys are gonna check the video out after this anyway. So go right to it. Um, what are you waiting for?